This podcast is presented by the Bet Parks online casino and sportsbook app. New customers download now and get up to $1,000 in casino bonus back if you're not a winner in your first 24 hours. See BetParks.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 in PA, New Jersey, Maryland, Michigan, or Ohio. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult to Today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation semi annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal too. Schedule a no obligation in home estimate now. Call 866 Nation or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is is the Go Birds Podcast. Hello, it is the Go Birds podcast presented by the Bet Parks Sportsbook and Casino app at Elliott Shore Parks. Let me tell you, it is a, it is a rare day when, uh, and, and I know we've had it a few times in recent memory, but not often in Philadelphia sports history where you come in after a, a massive weekend like NFL Draft Weekend and literally... Everyone on the planet thinks that your GM is the best to ever do it. Like it is that to the point where Peter Schrager is coming on the NFL Network and saying that other GMs in the league yeah, I saw are that. getting mad that how he's getting praised. Well, first and foremost, do a better job, morons. Like whatever. But like I don't ever remember. Oh, look, here we've known and we've talked for a while about how great how he is and the job that he's done after you know the down slope and and the up. Right. But like seventeen now, what he's done. We we've been there, but like. We are at the point where after this weekend, it feels like it is not just us anymore. Like, everyone in America who talks about football is talking about Howie Roseman right so, now. So, I mean, Howie has obviously had a very serious glow up, for being honest, that's, right? what, that's what I'm trying to say. Think, think, right? yeah. yeah, think about 2013, when prior to them hiring Chip, I believe it was. It was, no one wants to work with Howie. Yep. They're never going to get him. Can't work with others. They get Chip, yep. who, you know, ironically, didn't get along with Howie. <laughs> but it was a big hire. Um, yeah, I mean... You know, what I think's funny, too, is Howie is also, this is a small thing, but I think it's it really stands out to me in terms of just watching the come up of Howie. Like, he dresses way better. He's in better shape. He has a fly beard now. Like, the guy is just clicking on all cylinders. <laughs> this I'm being great. dead serious, you well, know? He's, be- he's way better. I mean, he's better in, uh, in front of microphones. He's, like, oh, yeah, he's like, still a little annoying in front of mics, but he's he way is, better but, than but he used better. to be. He's yeah. better than he used to be. Like, he says nothing. He just yeah. talks in circles around people, and he jumps on people when he needs to and doesn't when he, like, he's just. Well, 
I mean, but, he's he is even to the and this is going to sound really dumb, but it, I I even noticed it. Like even like he is so confident. Even when they put that video of him calling Nolan Smith out, you know, they do the whole yeah. everyone talks to Nolan. Smith, you know, I'm a Florida guy, and then I'll think whatever. Like even just the way like because like someone calls for him and hands on the phone, you know, he just oh, grabs, yeah, no, snatches he's, the yeah. phone out of there. It's like this guy is in complete control right now. I mean, he's he's clicking on all cylinders, and it, it's interesting he's because on a heater is it, what he's on. What's interesting for me, I don't know if you ever feel this or not, but there, I don't want to be critical of the team, but I do think there's times when we're talking about the Eagles where I think to myself, okay, you know, not everything they do is correct. Sure. There are, they're going to make mistakes. Like, what am I missing here, right? But I'm being honest, when you think about the last, you know, however many years, honestly, like full calendar year, the Jordan Davis one, I remember I wasn't that into, but then after meeting Jordan Davis, I understood it more, whatever. What's, what's crazy about the Eagles and what I think the Peter Schrager thing is hinting at is maybe not all their moves work out, but at the time of their moves, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. So, so when you're offering instant analysis on TV or when you're writing columns or doing pods or Twitter or whatever, there's just not been a lot of moves where they make them and your initial reaction is, well, that's weird, right? You know, they, they didn't take, uh, who is the tackle out of Tennessee? Darnell, Darnell Wright. Darnell. Like if they would have taken Darnell Wright at 10, yeah. that would have been a move where I think people would have been like, whoa, that's out of the box. Like let's figure out what we think about this. But a lot of moves that they make, again, trading for A.J. Brown, awesome move. Taking Devontae, awesome move. Um, I mean, Jalen Hurts was definitely the last one. Where yeah, people, it was where people Rager and Hurts. It was yeah. like, two Rager days back-to-back. Yeah. Back. That was the last time. That was the last moment. But it's been a really we, long... We had yeah. those moves with Howie. Like, now, you know, It's been a really right. long time since he's made a move where... Like three years. Where it's it was like a head scratcher. Years, it's crazy. It's already three years. When, like, you know, yeah. When I, when I was at Jalen's presser, he kept talking about um, how he's been in the league for three years. And the first two times he said, I thought to myself, oh, that... That's he's not wrong right, about but, that. But yeah. whatever, right. But yeah, yeah you you blocked 2020 out yeah, of your head. Yeah, big time. Um, for, for many reasons. Right. Yeah. But but it's weird. I mean, you know, like I do the, the national NFL pod thing I do every once in a while. Like I try not to talk about the Eagles there, but it's impossible not to talk about them. Like if I'm doing a pod about the best teams in the league, the Eagles are there. If I'm doing a pod about the best quarterback, the best head coach. Sirianni and Hurts Who are there. Who just had the best draft. If, yeah, who had the best draft? Like, what was the best value pick? So, it look, it's a good time uh, to be in the Eagles content game. It's a good time to be an Eagles fan. Uh, I, I don't know what else to say, honestly. I mean, we have the, the title of this is What Would You Grade the Draft? I mean, it's, 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 an everyone, everyone, it's an A. It's an A. I've not seen it. I think I saw an A minus somewhere, and it was like, what are you thinking? Like, right. you know, it's like crazy. And you, yeah, and if I, if I really want to nitpick, I could sit here and go, you know, too many Georgia guys, and we're going to talk about that a little we'll more. We'll get to that. But, but yeah, I mean, everything he's doing is making sense. Uh, to the point of other general managers should just be better. This is what I was trying to say around the Hertz contract. There's just dumb general managers. Mm-hmm. Like, there just are. Again, the older I get, I think I've said this on the pod before, but I'll say it again. When you're younger, I think there's this perception that everybody that's in their role is competent. Is competent. And that, like, is is there by merit yep. and that earned no it, doubt. right? And now that I'm older and I'm around some of these guys, and I'm not talking about the Eagles. I'm talking about like league events. Yeah, sure. You sit there and, and you're just like, like, how is this guy running a team? Yeah. So so I, I think that's part of it with Howie too, where and honestly, Lurie deserves credit for totally. it. Where he has stuck with him. And I think Howie is such a good example of giving people time. Yep. I've said this before, but Howie should have been fired multiple times. In the job cycle of how the NFL world works, there's probably two or three times where he should have been fired. He was fired, essentially. Well, right? uh, yeah, to that point, just the fact that he wasn't He could have gone. been fired after That's 2012 in, in some ways. especially, though, like with that thing, the fact that Jeffrey, like, 
kept him around. Like, didn't yeah. just fire him there, but was like, I'm going to give you a raise. I'm going to put you away for now. But, like, I'm not getting rid of you like that. Jeopardy yeah. deserves a lot of credit He does. For that. And then also after, I mean, during the 2020 season. Mm-hmm. I remember when the Eagles were going into Detroit with Nick Sirianni as a head coach. It was actually 2021. That was 2021, yeah. Yeah. They're going into Detroit. It was, they had just come off the Raiders loss, if I'm not mistaken. The yeah. thing. And I remember being on the pregame show and them saying, if if they lose, like if they lose this game today, do you think Sirianni would be fired? And I said, if anybody should be fired, it should be Howie, right? So there have been a ton of moments where it's like this thing could have gone the other way. And either through, you know, obviously the team went on a winning streak, which which mattered, but Howie has always survived. Whether he should have survived or didn't, the end of the day, he's been doing this job for, what, 11 years now? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, when Andy was here, it was different because he wasn't the real general manager. Yeah, but like, yeah. I mean, but he's seen everything. Mm-hmm. He's won Super Bowls. He's lost Super Bowls. He's had good seasons. He's had bad seasons. He's had high picks. He's had low picks. He's had quarterbacks. So, so much of why he's good right now is just experience and learning from it. I mean, we, we talked about on Go Birds Radio how all the decisions he make he makes now you can point to when he's had similar types of decisions and he's made either he's the wrong one him. or a different one yeah no doubt so it looks like he's learning from his uh from his mistakes uh you know the suits are fly the beard looks good i mean the guy is just the guy is winning at life right and now and he you know he hit on Travis Scott uh sneakers for the draft i mean he's just He's clicking on all cylinders and maybe one day he'll, you know, there'll be mistakes and there will be a day when Howie's no longer here. But um, it was funny when, before you came in here, uh, you were doing something real quick before we started to record and me and Fritz were talking about how it, it's funny now that we're, we've been doing this for a while. We can make historical references of like, so everyone's saying Steph Curry's game seven yesterday was the best game seven ever. And it's like, get out of here. Kyrie and LeBron in 2016 were better. More important game. They played better. And so you know, in 20 years, when me and you are still doing this, hopefully, um, we'll be able to sit here and say to people that are either new or younger or whatever, yeah, this general manager is good, but let me tell you about the run Howie Roseman had. <laughs> like, that's what we're living through right now, you know? Yeah, it just, it's it an just all-time is. heater. It's one of the, the the biggest heaters a general manager in this city has and he ever knows been it. on. That's what I'm saying. He uh, knows yeah, it. and he's, he's vibing it. He's feeling it. And, and I do think it comes from experience and reps and going through things and having the opportunity to set things right. Because a lot, to your point, a lot of... General managers don't get that opportunity. A lot of general managers don't get to rebuild multiple times. Don't get to see what that's like. What caused the downfall? How do I come back from it? Like all that type of stuff is valuable experience in that role that a lot of people don't get to have enough of to really know how to respond and how to get better and all that stuff. And I mean, I mean Hurt, it's a massive Hurts thing. almost didn't get it, right? Like, yeah, they're, well, they're, it's the way the, the and it, not for that, long, yeah. right? I mean, that's exactly. the, 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 the thing people always say, and it's it's right. So, uh, yeah, it's um, it's been it's been amazing watching this guy just operating at a different level than other people are operating at. Like, he's, like, master class. Like, he, is, he was out there doing things that general managers in the NFL don't do. I said on the last pod, I think he's the best wheeler and dealer in the history of the NFL, and I don't even think that's a bold statement because they didn't used to wheel and deal that much. Mm-hmm. Like, wheeling and dealing is a somewhat relatively yeah. new thing to the NFL, and how he is... He, again, to the point where people are like, don't trade with Howie Roseman. Other general managers are mad about it. Like, this guy is, is he is not just operating at a, at a uh, different level than he's operating at. He's operating at a different level than every other GM in the sport. Well, like, he, we talked about it. The Andrew Brand, he's a competitive, he's yeah. a market inefficiency. He's a competitive what, advantage. What guy. I think is crazy, too, is there's obviously je- jealousy about Howie within the league. And, you know, I'm at these league events. I, I'm not, Howie is popular, so don't take this the wrong way. But Howie is not Mr hanging at the bar with four different general managers in front of everybody. And this is just what I see, right? But I guess the point I'm making is how he is able to have people be jealous of him, not be, you know, top dog in the room, cool guy, and still be maybe the most informed general manager in the league. 
It's and, unbelievable. And I think that's it's a real skill, whether it's hiring the right people to have around him who are getting information for him, whether it is him. Um, he said once, I, I forget where he said this, and I'll credit uh, Zach Berman of The Athletics. I heard him bring it up recently. How he said like his biggest fear is going to bed at night and there's a player available that he doesn't know is available. And I think that's what you see in in how he makes moves, right? Uh, I did think he was lying a little bit when he said that we had no interest in upgrading the running back room, but then DeAndre Swift became available, so we jumped at it. Like You wouldn't jump at it if you weren't looking to upgrade, but whatever. The fact is, when players become available, he's ha- he has former relationships. He he has history with players. He has history with agents. So he's able to make things happen quickly. Yeah, it's been, again, re- re- also really masterful. quick. Auto-download and uh, leave yeah. five-star reviews. This <laughs> might just be the way we do it. You know, yeah. they're not like might right off the top, but six or seven minutes in. Um, look, I'm a- We'll just say it. We hit auto-download. It helps the pod. And leave a five-star review because it makes me feel better. Deep down, it makes James feel better. And it helps the pod, too. It so. does it for Elliot. Yeah. yeah. We're and trying it, to be better at reminding people. Yeah. Other pods yes. do it. Yes. Uh, other pods do it all the time. Exactly. We don't. So we, we would don't appreciate it. If you're listening now, you're enjoying this, you've enjoyed the draft hang stuff. Out. Yeah. You know, and then, you know. But yes, it would be really nice. It would, it would be very really nice. mean a lot to us. And honestly, it would help help people find the podcast and all that. And that's ultimately well, you know, trying to grow this community. Exactly. So let me ask you this. Yes. Do you think we're missing something with Howie? No. Uh, look, and again, I think the point, look, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, it's so dumb to grade a draft in the moment. And it is in a lot of ways. I get well, that. I, but it, hold on. Hold on. I'm going yeah. there. Relax. I got okay. it. Yeah. What I'm saying is I like, obviously, we won't know what these players are, but I think it is not dumb to grade a draft in the moment because you're just grading it on value, yes. on perceived value, on what people thought, you know, and all that, where guys should have gone versus where you got them, how you maneuvered to get those guys. So I, I do think it is fair to grade, and it's a different thing. It doesn't mean that those guys are automatically going to be superstars and vice versa with other players. It just means, given the situation and the draft board, the way it fell, it was able to take advantage of the situation and create value for themselves. Yeah. And now he's a master at it, and he was masterful this weekend in so many spots. I'm going to get to the Georgia thing in a second. Um, but, you know, how he to, to that point, you know, I think that the, all you could do is look at it in the moment, in the situation. Everyone's given the same deck of cards, essentially, and, and who wins the poker game, how he won the poker game this weekend. Yeah, and there's been this push on Twitter to say, you know, because there's been a lot of articles about how the Eagles' value that they got compared to where players were supposed to go is really, really good. Keely Ringo in the fourth, from right, mm-hmm. the fourth round. Um, you the know, seventh rounder was projected to go in right. the fifth. So like all, all those, Nolan Smith at 30, even Jalen Carter, a lot mm-hmm. of value there, even if it's four or five picks in yeah. the top 10, that's big. So there's been a lot of pushback on, well, you know, this just shows draft boards were flawed. And I see some logic in that. But I also think it's important to note that those draft boards that are made, whether whether it's whoever, they some of these draft boards do come from people talking to people around Most the league. Most of them do. Exactly. So like I would Daniel guess- Jeremiah is doing a draft board by talking to people around the league. Like he has his own opinions of players. Right. But his his mock draft or whatever is done based on what he's hearing, not what he's thinking. I would guess Every single general manager in the league would have told you Nolan Smith was going to get drafted before 30. Absolutely. So so there is truth to it that when it comes to where they got players now, last year we said N'Kobe Dean in the third was a steal. It could end up still being a steal. But there is truth to the fact that, yes, these guys have to perform. But at the end of the day, you're right. It's a card game. Like it, It's a poker match. And how we got the best value out of his picks. And it's not just us saying it. It's everybody saying it. And that's what makes me feel more confident in being like, are we missing something? Are we too close to the situation? It's everybody saying that the Eagles had, if not the best draft, you know, 
top three, top two, whatever. Everybody. Yeah. Everybody. Like, every single draft expert, any national talking head, like, everyone across the league. Again, to the point where Peter Schrager has to report that other general— Like, I can't say that enough. Like, Peter Schrager had to go on the NFL Network yeah. and report that there are other GMs that are mad that how he's getting too much praise. Yeah. Like, that's how masterful this guy was this weekend. Say what you want about, you know, again, like— yeah, do better if you don't want Howard to get praised. But regardless, like the the idea that it was to such a the fervor at support of what Howie was doing across the league was so loud that yeah. general managers felt upset about it. Like that's crazy. And man. he deserves he he deserves a praise from the weekend. We'll see how the picks play out. But yeah, it was a uh, it was you know we'll talk about the final picks. I'm not a huge Tanner uh, McGee guy, but we'll we'll get into that. But at the end of the day, <laughs> okay. So you don't like the developmental quarterback thing? Yeah, I think we can get past that. Um, but at the end of the day, because so yeah. they got a punter as a UDFA. Yeah, I buddy. saw that. Yeah, let's the, go, Ty Zetner. And the punter seems very cool for what oh, it's worth. Oh, he seems like a blast. Yeah, dude. He and he's got a leg. Cool. He's a kicker and a punter yep. too, which yeah. is you know, dude can do do it all. Well, and that's the other thing the Eagles have going for him. It is so, funny that I think there's a lot of like he's like as excited or Eagles fans are as excited for him as they are for like anyone in the draft. I know. Like Jalen Carter, maybe. Um, the other thing the Eagles have going for him right now, in terms of clicking on all cylinders, is people want to come here. So when DeAndre Swift, obviously he's from Philly, so that's a unique situation. But when DeAndre Swift finds out he's going to be traded by the Lions, of course he's like, "Yes, I want to come to Philadelphia. It's an awesome place to go." If you're a UDFA, if you're this punter, you're saying, "Yeah, I could be punting into Super Bowl if yep. I go to this team." If you're Eli Ricks, the cornerback at Alabama they signed, who I really like, and you know, there's no clear path to him playing here, but he's probably looking and going, yeah, I, like, why would I not want to go play in Philadelphia where I'd have a chance to win? They develop guys. They've shown they give UDFA real chances to play yeah, and, and to make the roster. Started last year for so it, it just feels like all the hard work that Howie has done and everyone in the, in the building is, is paying off, like, at yeah. the same time. Well, and it's also interesting, and you pointed this out to me, uh, you tweeted it out about the... Um, it is interesting the shots that they're taking on players. Like, obviously, you know, Nolan Smith and Jalen Carter, that's, you know, what they right. are. But you look later in the draft, and Ringo's an example of someone who, if the draft had been a year before, probably would have been a first-round pick. Yeah. Uh, this guy, uh, Ricks, uh, like in that big well, board you saw, so he yeah. was like a top five pick or whatever, right? Or top ten pick in that big board so you saw? So the, the, er, the way-too-early mock draft from yeah. last year on Bleacher Report had Five guys that the Eagles selected going in the first yeah, it was, round. It, it, it was, was Rick, two big, two first rounders, but then it was Ricks, Ringo, Nolan Smith, Carter, and the quarterback. Yep, and the quarterback. So, so I do like the concept of especially guys later. Like they've all these guys are five star recruits. They're taking athletes. They're taking and then taking a shot on guys who maybe were super hyped up guys who had all this talent or whatever, but yep. had a bad year or a bad couple years or a bad situation or whatever. Like take a shot on talent. I, I love that philosophy. Yeah. No, I, I 100% agree. And I also think, we said this on Go Birds Radio, but we'll, I'll repeat it. When you have a coaching staff that can develop and yes, that can teach, teach. then it makes more it makes more sense. Like if you, if you have a coaching staff that hasn't shown they can make the most out of them, yeah, that's when you, and this is, you got all types of problems then, but that's when you take guys that are maybe more developed or guys that are, are, are you know, more ready to play right there. But if you have a coaching staff and hasn't, look, Doug's staff was not great at at developing players. Nick's staff has been. Guys have developed under him. So I I can see why it makes sense to take those chances. All right, coming up in a minute, I want to get into the George of it all. But first. First? Already? So 20 minutes in or so, it's about. Wow, it's already 20 minutes. Yeah, well, 18 minutes. Time flies. You know, so. So it is May, which (laughs) is, it is May, which is wild. (laughs) Crazy. That it's was a- smooth right there. That Thank was, you. Yeah, this is how we do it. it was um, good. It's May. It is it, May. May 1. Which is unbelievable. It's May Day. Yeah. 
It is. But so <laughs> as part of that, every month we get we get new stuff from Window Nation. And they, they send us a new thing and they wrote something. So here's what I'm going to do, James. You ready? Ooh, yes. I'm going to read it. Okay. And you jump in like when you hear something that you want to comment Okay. On. All right, okay. good. I like this. So yeah. the beginning already is really good because it's like an inside joke. Hi, it's James Seltzer and Elliot Parks for Window Nation. So it's hi, he's Elliot. I'm James. Boom. Right off the bat. Uh, right off the I bat. I kind of, since they're listeners, I feel like they knew that. So <laughs> Love it. Uh, you can modernize and reinvest in your home today with new windows from Window Nation. 0% interest for five full years. Boom. Pretty, pretty crazy. I mean, we talk, again, not pretty crazy, absolutely insane. Yeah. Earmuffs one, two, three, it's batshit. It's just crazy. In a good way. Yeah, so obviously. I currently don't need windows, but I feel like if you ever do need windows, knowing you wouldn't have to pay for or have zero interest for five full years would certainly make the taking the bullet of buying them a little easier. Yeah, I would think so. Because whenever something's wrong, again, we've been through this, whenever something's wrong in my house, the first thing I think is, how much is it going to cost? And it's just going to be, yep. I'm just doing it up front yep. and like blah, yep. blah, blah. Yep. All right. So on top of that, you'll get two free windows with every two you buy. So if you need eight windows... You get 16 windows. If you need four windows, you. you get eight. Math experience. More math. It's good work. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's a double deal. I like that. You'll get all of the advantages of more comfort, lower energy bills, higher home value, and with all the impeccable construction and expert installation Window Nation is known for. If your home is over 15 to 20 years old, this is one of the smartest investments you can make. It's true, especially if it's that old, you're probably going to sell it soon. And Window Nation, <laughs> <laughs> and Window Nation is making it insanely easy and economical to do. So, 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com and lock in these incredible savings. I'm going to run through it one more time. 0% interest for five years. That's 60 months interest-free. That is wild. Me and Kristen got furniture recently and we got like eight months and it felt like, oh, what a gift. So that's mm-hmm. a, a lot longer. Plus the two free windows. <laughs> for a limited time, don't miss out. Again, 866-90-NATION. That's 866-90-NATION or windownation.com. And tell them you heard about it on GoBirds. That's right. And here's what you do. Go to Window Nation, place your windows, get two, two free, get a bunch of windows, right. a bunch free. Barely No pay. interest. You're not paying any interest. You're saving all this money. You're saving all this interest. You're saving on getting the two free windows. Yes. You're, you're budgeting for, if you get 20 windows, you really don't have to budget for 10 instead of the 20. You, know? you really so, don't have to budget at all. Think for, about that. Yeah. Right? And you're budgeting, saving all this Christian interest. Christian will Here's what you that. do. You take that money, bang, right into the Bet Park there Sportsbook app. Start winning and Now's doubling time up to on do your it. money, baby. Yes. You know what I'm yes. saying? Yes, double deal, as one might double say. Double deal. Yeah. See, look at that. That's synergy right there. That's what we do. What are we doing here? Thank you. It's the NBA playoffs. There's action going on. There's baseball action. Futures, football futures. It just got so much more interesting. There's so much action to do. A little nervous about. Well, so where are you Sixers at? Let's, just, let's just do one minute. Yes, because yeah, by the time we do the Bet Parks picks pod later in the week, we've already had probably two, two games. games in the series. Where yeah. are you at? With with Joel, I mean, so I was thinking he was going to play game one. I'm starting to think he's not going to play game one. I think that they're going to lose to the Celtics. Okay, that's right. So <laughs> that's right. Spent- and at no point have I changed that. I mean, that's pretty much where I've been. I was more hopeful for a little bit there, and then less hopeful. But the entire season, I've thought they were going to lose in the second round of the Celtics, and I still think they're losing. So the I've been spending the last 24 hours pretty much constantly updating the Bet Parks app to see if the line's changing, yes. to see if that means Joel news is coming. Mm-hmm. It stayed pretty steady. I mean, it's at minus 10 now, so I guess it's moved two points in, in like in the wrong three direction. days. Yeah. yeah. 
So they're all, the Celtics are also and the I think, series odds. I believe got worse too. Minus four ninety last time I looked oh, for the Celtics. That is, that is a massive favorite. Not good. The but I've also been spending all morning comparing Joel's current shoot around videos to how he his shoot around videos looked from a year ago. Oh, so good. this is this is how I've been living my life. <laughs> um, I'm choosing to believe they're still going to win. I would bet on it if I were you. Because look at you. This is what it is. I will say. I will say. I think the plus ten tonight. Is a great bet. I agree because if he plays, they get the boost. If he, if he play, doesn't play, they steal one. Yeah, maybe they don't win the game, but like they keep it, it close. We've seen it so many times where teams going up against a team without their star player just don't go as hard. Yep. Like they win in the end. Usually they'll find a way to gut it out, but like they just like we saw with the the. I mean, it, it, after they fell apart, but game two of that Clippers series when they almost stole it. Yeah, when Kawhi couldn't play, it was like they almost won that game yep. because they 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 ten take points them lighter. is a lot of points a in a rivalry playoff. Yeah, so she can pick some up at the end and stuff. So here's the thing: go in, bang, plus ten. Use your window na- nation savings. Now it might be hard to get that that quickly before you'd have to. Call but you'll them know deep down right now. But you'll know deep down. You know right. where it's coming from. It's all the same money, ultimately, exactly. right? You know that that is your your savings. Right. You're putting into plus ten. Bang, you win that, and then who knows what happens. And again, the beautiful thing about the Bet Park Sportsbook Gap is you can bet on player performances. You can bet on who's going to score points tonight, you know, who's going to rebound, all this stuff. You can do it in baseball, homers, strikeouts, all the good stuff. It is so much fun. It's easy to use, it's intuitive. And here's the deal your first bet, if you bet $10, first bet's winner, $125 in mm. bonus back. If your first bet, again, is a winner, the website has all the details and terms and conditions. Winning bets. And uh, and uh, bonus money back on the site. You must be 21 and present in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, or Ohio. Gambling problem, call one Anderson again. <sighs> okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. I'm just going to be so bummed, man, if he doesn't play and they yeah, lose. It I just know. feels like... Especially because he's getting the MVP tomorrow, too. That's so what I mean. Like, ah, soft. Weak. <sighs> he should play. He's hurt. I, I think know. he's like actually but hurt. Just it's go, just like it's such just a go shame. play, man. Because it's not his fault. And look, you it's could, not his fault. Look, but you could say like fall better or fall less or be more careful with your body. Or there's a lot of things you can say that you could. But ultimately, like it just sucks. Like it this just guy sucks. keeps getting hurt, sucks. and it just sucks. But it is like you know he gets hurt every year in the playoffs. It's like it's just like and there's nothing you can do about it. Feels like Groundhog that, Day. That's Everyone the worst says that, it is. It feels, yeah. like, it feels like we're back here. We're here right. in this spot again, where the, the one guy who can win us a title is not going to be. The that's guy why I kind of think just go out there, even if you. Even if it's 15 minutes, even if, tonight, even if it's 10 minutes, just just go out there and be the boost for the team. Mm-hmm. I think it would really, it would mean a lot if people saw him well, try to play. Well, the big question is, is it just pain tolerance or not? It seems like That's it is. That's a tough thing to tell. Yeah, it's a yeah. tough thing to tell. If it's just pain tolerance, and get, get get out there. Yes. Like, I'm sorry. This is the playoffs. Like, you know, but if it's something where he could hurt it worse and, and not play again in the playoffs, like, that's a different story. So, yeah. 
you know, it's just all we very don't know. deflating. But it seems like Harden's comments made me think. It seems like it's a pain tolerance thing. Harden's Harden comments were not good. basically like, bro, play. I know. Like, that was the comments. I, mean, I they, agree. Like, oh, I, agree. I haven't heard know, him we'll say it. I've we'll only read him. We'll see what got. You know, see if yeah. he's going to tough this one out. Like, he was like, what? I was shocked when I saw I that. I was shocked, too. And reading up, it's exactly the same. Spoken. I know. Like, there's no difference. So, anyway, there's been Clap Your Hands. Thank you yes, so much. Check for out Clap Your Hands. <laughs> yeah, exactly, check out Clap yeah. Your Hands. It is a, a Sixers Ryan look. If they win tonight, maybe, uh, you know. It'll be happens. a victory pod or just a, I can't believe this is happening again <laughs> so pod. One or the other. Let's just say the the Eagles are clicking on all cylinders. Sixers feels like sadly not. All right. Let's get back to the Eagles thing. I will ask the question that a lot of people have mentioned here and there. I don't know if people really believe it or if it's just a thing or not, but do you think there is any legitimacy to the idea that there might be too many Georgia players on the front of the Eagles? So I would have made all the picks. So it's hypocritical for me to sit here and say yes. But I don't know. I kind of think think it might be too many Georgia players. Just at the end of the day, as someone that, you know, if there's one person on this pod that can speak to – to, you know, drama and such oh, as yeah. a reality it's TV true. watcher. No, it's true. I'm very aware of, like, how things can get clicky. I mm-hmm. just, mm-hmm. I, I think that, again, I would have taken the players. I'm a little worried about the dynamics of this because it's going to be five of them now that were all starters on that team that all do things a certain way, that are all already friends. And I think that, you know, you see Slade tweeting about how excited they are to have all, all these players. And I think there is, like, a, a coolness about it. But I also think in a year where things could be difficult, we've talked about this before, it's always hard after the Super Bowl, it just feels this has a potential to be a thing where all the Georgia guys are hanging out or, you know, they want to do things the way they've... I don't know. I'm probably overthinking it. But it just feels weird to me. And well, it's, it's, it's never weird. happened. It's right? never happened. So, so this is the first time that five players from either a defense or an offense were drafted by the same team in a two-year period. So this right. has never happened. And I just wonder if they thought about this because it happened quickly, right? Like Nolan Smith falls, and all of a sudden you have two, yeah. and then Keely Ringo falls. Now they traded up for him, so I'm sure they yeah, that, they thought that, about I'm sure they took that one. In and account. they deserve the benefit of culture, like we've talked about. You know, other than Matt Patricia, we we've talked about it. But <laughs> but I just wonder, you know, it, like Nicobe Dean, right? Forget how we feel about him. Let's just let's live. Let's walk through a hypothetical. Let's say he doesn't have a good camp. Right, I don't think they'd cut him, but let they, there's there is zero percent chance he'd cut. He'd have to he'd have to be the worst football player we've ever seen in camp well, for them to cut him. Maybe I mean linebackers, you know, right? But you know, third rounder, third round picks do get cut not, after year one. But not 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 a ton, not, but and not in the situation the Eagles are in right now with their linebackers. Like they would let the guy go out and right. play some games before they cut. Him. I, I just wonder how the dynamics of if it is it tougher to cut Nakobe now because all of his buddies are there. If you're Nakobe, like let's say we know Jalen Carter is going to play, we know. Um, Jordan well, Davis is going to play, and we know that. I think uh, Kobe's going to play. Nolan Smith is going to play. Nicobe's Those guys gonna, are definitely. Who playing. else is playing linebacker on this team besides Kobe? Like seriously, who knows? Who knows who's going to be right. there in day one? Yeah, Kobe yeah. going to play for this team. He's going to be awesome. Maybe you can put yeah. that aside, but he's going to play. I just I'm interested in seeing how the dyna- the dynamics play out. I am because Look, for all the positives, there's negatives too, and there are positives. Like I said, I thought friendship wins. That's friendship your, that's wins. Your thing, I agree. Buddy. I agree. Keep but me on the also friendship wins corner, and then be like, ah. I don't know. I mean, where where? I mean, am I overthinking I have no problem this? With okay. it. I get your point, and I'm I'm not poo pooing it. I'm not saying like you right. idiot. How could you right. think that? Like I I think you're overthinking it a bit, but like I don't think it's crazy. I think it's certainly fair things to bring up. I just think that. First and foremost, I think you take the best players no matter yes. where they went to school. And, and like I and, said, I would have made the And picks. this is the best defense in the history of college. One of the best events in college football history. Like, yeah, if you're going to pick a, a a unit to get guys from, not too bad. You yep. know, so like you pick the best players. So I, I 
that first and foremost, I don't think you can say, ah, you know what, we already got two Georgia guys. We really want to take a third. I don't think you do that. I think you take the guy you want to take. I, and I, I, I agree with that. And then, and then generally because they are the best players because they, you know, they're yeah. Georgia high for recruits, all, all those things. Yeah. Um, the clicky thing, like I get it. I don't think it's an issue for now in the sense that. It's first and second year players. You've been around NFL locker rooms. Like, it's just, there's enough veteran leadership there in addition to Jalen Hurts, who I think is, and again, it's like, I think, I honestly, in my soul, my gut, my heart, whatever, believe that Jalen Hurts is the solve for any of these. Like, I think, right. I think Jalen Hurts led locker room is going to always be a certain type of thing. Like, there'll be issues that crop up in any locker room, but I think Hurts is a right the ship guy. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm, I'm not concerned really about anything. And, and look, I might be proven wrong on that, but that's just how I feel yep. about Jalen. And then obviously with Nick too, I think Nick is, is that type of guy too, in terms of the culture and all that stuff. But, but even forgetting that, I just think it's so rare for first and second year players to dominate a locker room. Like it's really hard. It's like, you know, there are too many but veterans I, I or too many guys be... who are established and stuff. And I get it, it's a unique yeah. situation. Yeah. I just don't think they're gonna be especially because Davis and Dean weren't great last year. Like if 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 one of those two guys were like a stud last year and was mm-hmm. walking around the locker room with some real cachet, maybe you start to be like, Oh, the Georgia guys. Like, I just don't think there's enough there, enough cachet for it to actually be a thing in the locker. <laughs> What's funny is I was thinking the Eagles probably have better Alabama players on the roster. Yeah, well, I mean, Dickerson, Devon, if, Devontae, you, if you count, yeah. the, if you count Hertz as Alabama, yeah. Dickerson, yeah, Devontae. Um, I still like Josh Job just in terms of upside from last year. Um, no, I, I, like I said, I would, I would have drafted him. I'm just, I'm, it's getting to watch a science experiment away, right? See how it plays it's fascinating. out. You know, see. If things go poorly, I don't know. Is, is there going to be a bit of resentment? Like, oh, these all these Georgia guys. Well, of course he's well, playing. He's from Georgia. I, I just I'm curious. I have an inch. I I had a in, similar thought to your Nakobe thing, but in a different way. Not in that going to the extreme of Nakobe getting cut and how could they? You know, hey, we're cutting right. your buddy or whatever. More the like because when Jalen Carter talked about um, Nakobe, he talked about he's like that was the that was the guy there. Right. Like, he was the leader of that team. Like he was our everything. Like that's what he ta- spoke about. I'm like he was like he was the guy. Yep. And I always wonder about that type of thing when when those guys come here now. Nicobe Dean's a third round draft pick. Yeah. He's like a got to fight for He's his a linebacker spot. Teamer. And you're the first round dude who's about to make ten million dollars or whatever the number. And it's not ten million. You know what I mean? He's going to yeah. make like serious money. And Nicobe Dean's making you know nine hundred thousand or whatever yep. it is. Like, does that change those dynamics? Do you still have those roles where does he still look up to Nicobe well, Dean because that, of that situation before? Or is he come here? And he's like, I'm the big dog now. Like, I, I yeah. always wonder. So that that I don't know how that plays out and stuff. It doesn't concern me per se, but I'm I'm it, it's interesting. I I also think. That's why, for some reason, the player I keep thinking of is Nicobe. Is Nicobe. Because Nicobe... Well, because he's not on the same level as those guys draft right. pick-wise. George Ringo would be fourth round, too, though. True. So. I, but at, at Georgia, from, you know, and I didn't cover the team, but from everything you hear, it was Nicobe's the leader, right? Yeah. All these clips of him getting We've up... We've heard in, it enough. All these pe- clips of him, like, getting up in people's faces and, and Jalen saying, Carter said it. He yeah, exactly. Said it, yeah. I'm just interested to see now, twofold. One, how do they view Nicobe? Yeah. Right? If you're Jalen Carter... And Kobe gets in your face or whatever. I don't know. Do you say, "Yo, bro, you don't even play," so don't yeah. worry. But no, you're right. Or on the flip side, how do you? How does Nakobe feel where these guys come and the last time they saw Nakobe, he was the leader, right? And and now he's not. He's just not the leader of that locker room. Like he's not even close, right? I think he's even on the quiet side. So I, you know, when it comes to having been around these guys, not me, but them being around each other, you just wonder how things change when they get in the locker room, and it's. Even another thing, you know, is Jalen Carter thinking to himself, I'd rather be playing next to Jordan Davis? Or if Fletcher Cox feels, well, it doesn't seem like Jalen wants to play next to me. Or are are all the Georgia players talking and being like, man, Keeley, you should be playing ahead of Brad. You know, mm-hmm. like, so there's those type of dynamics too where 
these guys have, are used to being around each other, and now that's not how it's going to be. They're used to each having their own role around each other. Maybe their roles are different now. So, in Sirianni, I do think has great emotional intelligence. Big time. And, but I think it's something that you have to monitor. I, I think with Twitter, not just Twitter, but I, sometimes with these type of questions, there's a pushback of, well, how could you even ask that? That's so silly. I hope the Eagles aren't viewing it that way. I'm not saying it has to be some major thing they worry about, but I do think if your whole thing is going to be like connecting, locker room, culture, I just hope they're they're thinking about it and monitoring it. You know, I hope if they walk in the locker room and they notice a few times or at the lunchroom and all the Georgia guys are sitting with each other and no one else is with them, just things like that. And this is how you know they had a great draft because these are the problems know, we're talking right? it's about. Like too many Georgia yeah, players. So yeah. to be clear, neither of us are sitting here saying this is a problem. They should... I just hope they monitor it because I do think there is potential both for the, all of them together, but also individually, you know, it could be tough on Nicobe if he's playing special teams and the rest of them are playing. Or it could be tough on Jordan Davis if Jalen Carter's playing right away way more than he than Jordan ever did. <laughs> sure. So I would just I think it's something worth monitoring. I would have made the picks, you take the players, and I think there's a ton of upside to it too. But as with everything in life, there's, you know, positives and, and negatives to it. So I hope they at least monitor it to make sure early on especially you know like make sure all these lockers aren't next to each i know just little things just yeah, to be aware try to get them outside of their comfort i think it's zone. a really smart it's like when people say when you go to college you know there's benefits to going with not knowing anybody because sure. if you go with people you know you just hang with them you yeah, do the sure. same things and i think that's a little bit of of this here yeah and look it could be and again i'm not concerned about it but i i don't i agree with you that it should be something that they are aware of like that yeah. and i mean i'm not I think for Jalen Carter particularly is the one that if you're the Eagles, you're you're making an appointment. And I guess Ringo to an extent too. We don't really know too much, but you know, right. good fall and stuff. With with Davis and Dean and Nolan Smith, you know, those seem like guys who've never really had any of the I guess Davis with the work ethic, you could say a little yeah, bit. Or stay, well, his his almost shape, just seemed more it's just he's so big. Yeah. It's like almost just like it's hard to stay in shape into that big. Right. But um I Shout do, out Joel. Yeah, shout out Joel. I do think you you know, it's your to your point is something where you just you want to make sure that they know that they're in Philadelphia and they're not Georgia anymore. Exactly. And, you know, ultimately that that you might have done something there like this, and even both you might have done something like this. We do it this way here and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. and there might be moments like that. I don't know. There might and, be. But I, I, on the whole, I I I'm not concerned about it. But I agree with you. It is something that they should be aware of. And with Jalen Carter, and this is why I think Fletcher is the guy that has to do but it. You hold on, <laughs> everyone. Listen, if you did not hear our show on Saturday, Elliot said this kind of offhandedly. We were talking right. about it for a minute. We can go into it more now. I, I texted yeah. him later. I texted yeah. you after the show. I was like, I thought this was a really great point by you. I, I mm. fully agree. Go ahead. I, I think there's an important thing to to monitor. I, I think Fletcher should be the one. Fletcher Cox should be the one that takes responsibility for Jalen Carter. Um, I think you know you. You hear so often, Ike Reese talks about it all the time, how, you know, the players, when he was a rookie that helped him, he thanks them so much, right? And you hear it from all types of players. You know, uh, Jason Kelsey will thank uh, coaches, but also young, you know, guys that were there when he was younger. Um, so ultimately, Fletcher Cox's career, to a certain extent, is cemented in Philadelphia. One of the best defensive players to ever play here, one of the best defensive linemen, will go in the Eagles Hall of Fame, won a Super Bowl, will make it legit Hall of Fame consideration. I think one thing he could do to add to his legacy is to make it in 10 years if Jalen Carter is up there saying, and it was Fletcher Cox that helped totally me. Totally When I came to the NFL, I wasn't ready. You all remember the off-the-field concerns, and Fletcher was the one that took me under his wing. And how he talked about this at his thing where it's not, it shouldn't be on other players, especially Nicobe and Jordan Davis, to take care of Jalen Carter. And so I understand it's not on Fletcher Cox contractually. 
But I would hope that for everything the Eagles have done for Fletcher as well, and Fletcher's done a ton for them, but for everything he they have done for him, bringing him back after down years, having his back publicly. Last year, cutting him, doing the yes. 14 million thing, bringing giving him, him the 14 year, million, million back. Yep. I, I think Fletcher owes it to the organization to to put some extra time into Jalen Carter. Right? Not, not 24-7, but you know, try to hang out with him early on. Text him. Be like, hey, I'm getting to the facility at 6 a.m. tomorrow. Meet me there. Or just little things like that. Because I do think Jalen Carter, we all know about the physical tools, but he does need somebody that isn't a coach, that isn't a friend, that isn't, you know, any whatever, his agent, that's going to to care about what he's doing. And Fletcher is the perfect person to do that. Text him on a Friday night and be like, hey, what are you doing? Even if you're not hanging out with him, just to make sure he's not, you know, whatever, right? I, I think it could be really good for Fletcher's legacy to say, I helped Jalen Carter become the next me. And he has a chance to do that. I think this is such a great point. I hold, look, it, to your point, is it is the Eagles technically can't ask that of a player, right? Like, it's like, the, it's, it's, yeah, I mean, you know, they, Nick can say to him, they look, can say we to him, but I'm saying it, yeah. it's like, it's not his job, Correct. quote unquote, yeah. right? But like, but this organization has done so much for Fletcher Cox, especially in these last few years where, you know, this city has been ready to ship that dude out. Yep. And they keep bringing him back and they keep fighting for him and they let him make comments about Gannon and this and that and whatever. Like, this is a spot where, to your point, like, even if he doesn't care for himself or doesn't care about the Eagles, like, Fletcher Cox is the one. Like, there are, there are three people on this team. I mean, Lane, two, but, like, even before. No, there's like, a core three. There's I agree. A core Kelsey, three. Graham, and Cox. Kelsey, Graham, and Cox. Yeah. And they were here the longest, and they were part of the Super Bowl team. They were the best players on it, and they've been here such a long time, and they mattered so much and all that. But, like, I mean, and yes, it's part of its personality and, and the way they talk to us and interact with us, but BG and Kelsey are light years out of Cox. Like, Cox in terms isn't even, of popularity, In terms of popularity, sure, yeah. in terms of how much the fans love them, like, Cox isn't even in their hemisphere. Yep, like, agreed. Lane's above Cox in that. For sure. Jalen's already more popular than Fletcher's more. ever been. And this yeah. is an opportunity for a guy who deserves that from a playing perspective. He's one of the best Eagles defensive yeah. players of our lifetime. Like, he's, he's he's going to go into the Eagles Hall of Fame. Like, all these things, like, to your point, will be a, he, I don't think he's all famer, but he's like a next step down. Like, he's yeah. a great, great player, but he's not beloved in this city in that way. Like, he deserves to be as a yeah. player, this alone, this, could do it. this one thing could do it. Yeah, a hundred percent. So, I, I and he is a team captain for what it's worth too. So I I do think again to circle it all back to the Georgia stuff. If Jalen Carter would have gone to somewhere where there's no Georgia players, I, I I think he's better off with his friends here ultimately at the end of the day. But if he would have gone somewhere where he didn't know anybody then I think he's almost more likely to change how he does things because you have to conform as opposed to having a bit of a crutch to do things how, you, how you've always done it. I think it has to be on the Eagles and it has to be on Jalen Carter. But it also, I think, should be on Fletcher to make sure that Jalen Carter develops the right habits as a rookie. And so, to again, to tie the bow and hold Georgia thing, Fletcher can be someone that makes sure it doesn't become a problem. Yeah, and again, there's the same position. Both played at SEC Yeah, he'll schools. be in every meeting with Both them. He'll be the at the South. positional like, drills with them. It's like literally, like, yeah. he's, he's the perfect person. He's the perfect person. Yeah. This is teed up for him. Again, you know, yeah. in the meetings, at individual practices with him, in the defensive line meeting room, the defensive meeting yeah. room. Like, he's, he is he is everywhere Jalen will be. And so I, I, I hope, and I tweeted this, and I wanted to make sure people don't take it the wrong way. I'm not saying... It, that he won't do it. I'm saying I hope that he does it. Yeah, I think it's in his personality to do it, and I think at this point in his career, it's a good place for it to happen. If he was in his eighth year, then I would say, ah, uh, you know, whatever. But now that he's older and he's been here longer, this is when he's at that point of his career, and it's the perfect chance to do it. I totally agree. I think it's a great point. I uh, I, I couldn't be 
more in on it. Um, Let's hope he is. Yeah, well, I'm not counting on him. But. I don't know. I, he's hard to read, but I, I, I think it would be really good for him. I think it'd be. Amazing I think he would also get a lot of personal satisfaction. I, dude, out of it. I, I think it would really change his yeah. legacy here. I think it could be something that it really wouldn't be that much effort for him, and could really, could really change how he's viewed in a really positive yep. way. I think, I think in the long term, it'd be a really smart thing for him to do. We'll see if he does it. He has not shown that to us, nope. at least in the past. So, uh, all right, you got anything else? Yeah. So, as part of the Howie victory lap. There's been a lot of on Twitter of people, you know, well, look, he got DeAndre Swift and blah blah blah. Like, oh, their their running back room costs two million dollars, and look at this amazing group of running backs they have. Blah blah blah. blah. I like the DeAndre Swift signing or trade. I would have made the trade. I think his his numbers are better than I expected. I think it's a good pickup. But at the end of the day, the Eagles are spending two whatever it is, or you know, three whatever their cap hits are for these guys combined, and it's probably more than two. It's probably three or four. Total. It's like, yeah, yeah. totally. Because like Penny I alone, I think, is 1.7. I right. think it's one seven for Swift. It's Penny's somewhere I, in that range. I think it might be less than that. Yeah. Uh, I think, but funny enough, Boston Scott, the highest paid guy in the room, I think he's 1.9. Okay, then, so it's and way more than two. Below. But, but yeah, but there, it's like probably like five and a half million for the room. There's been a lot of, this is how you manage a running back room. And there's truth to, to that in a lot of ways. But let's not get it twisted. Like the Eagles run the Eagles running back room is not as good as it would have been if they got B. John Robinson. It's not as good as it would have been if they would have, you know, I don't know, acquired Derrick Henry or somebody or an expensive running back. Howie has a cost effective running back room that has upside. But the running back room is also filled with a ton of questions, and there is still no sure thing. Swift is probably the surest thing. But Swift, as good as his numbers were last year, Detroit decided to move on from him. We are both big Dan Campbell fans. I think that's pretty clear. It always Mm -hmm. has been. They, I mean, they have decided to move on from him, right? He barely touched the ball last year after early on in in, in his, uh, in the season. So while I like the player, I would have made the trade. Penny has upside. We can go through each of them. I'm even intrigued by Trey Sermon. This idea that Howie has put together a concrete, amazing running back room is not true. It is still, there are still questions to be had about whether or not they have dependable running backs on their roster. Sure, but I think that that's their point. Philosophically, they, there's a reason. It's a $5 million room for four guys or whatever, or five and a half right. or six or whatever. That's the point. That's what they're trying to do. And I think in that case, in what they were attempting to do, I think they've done a masterful job. you got two guys you like as backup guys in game one. Scott, who could do multiple things for mm-hmm. you. And then you got two shots on guys who, if either one stays on the field and lives up to their potential, like you got a stud. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, I get your point. And, like, if both Penny and Swift stay healthy, like, which, you know, unlikely. if they do, they'll be in great But, like, they great could have shape. a great room. They so, could, like, absolutely. I get your point. It could have been better. But, like, considering the cost, I think he did a, a pretty damn good job I, filling I, out the room. I like Swift a lot. Again, my opinions on Penny You're have just, been You known. just want to be John, and I, I get want, it. Well, I, I want to be John, but I what I also it. hate is the whole... Now that people are t- coming exactly. at me like, oh, right. I told you, you'll you know, be John. All these people want to be John. I don't understand how anyone can come out and be like, who knows? Yeah. We don't. We will never know, we'll never know whether these people would take him or not because he won at eight. Like, boom. 100%. We're, end of discussion. Like, I don't understand. How could anyone take a victory lap? Right. Like, they all, didn't. They didn't have a chance to take What are we talking about And obviously, we were all correct about how good Bijan was, but but also, you know... A lot of people wanted Bijan before, and what I do really appreciate about Eagles Twitter, and I see some of this, some of this in myself, in them. I am very good at when something happens of convincing myself, well, this is the better outcome anyway. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm very good at tricking myself in that way, and you see that with Eagles Twitter, and again, me too. Where, is, but this was the better outcome. 
Ah. <laughs> Jalen Carter is better than B. John Robinson. He is a better guy to end up with in that pick. Thank Begr- God. I will begrudgingly know that the correct answer to that is yes. I'm just saying, let's not act like they're just as good off in that running back room as they were. Had the, you know this well, whole? I don't think anyone's saying it's as good as if they got Bijan. Are people, people are saying like that? it's close? It's not even close. Bijan Robinson yeah, is way better. Th- yeah. pro- you know, we're projecting is way better than any running back they have. Sure, just point blank period. So, I I would have taken Jalen Carter. I get it. If my, you know, if I had to make the pick, that's the pick I would have made. I just, I, for as much <laughs> praise as how he deserves, and look, we started the pod saying we shouldn't question him. I'll probably end up being wrong. I'm sure week seven we'll be sitting here and going, oh my god, Swift and Penny are the best running back duo in the league. That's probably what's going to happen. <laughs> I, I just, I, I hate the whole, oh, well, how he ended up better anyway. I don't know, man. I mean, Miles Sanders is better than anybody they have. So, well, again, it's all, it's all relative. It's money versus. What it costs I get to get them in, I get and the, the not having to use a draft pick on it. And it's like, we can't really deduce that. But yes, B. John Robinson is better than the guys they have. But I think, considering how they went about it, they did a damn good job. Yeah. The Swift trade worked out great for them. Yeah. I and again, I think between Swift and Penny, like you got two shots at a home run, you know? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We all know baseball is a long season. I'm Brett Boone from the Brett Boone Podcast. This summer, take a trip down memory lane with me and hear from the legends of the game. So far this year, I've had conversations with Randy Johnson, Pete Rose, Deion Sanders. Plus, every week we look at the state of Major League Baseball, which teams are exceeding expectations, which ones are struggling to meet them. Follow and listen to the Brett Boone Podcast on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Dude, I have so many banger final thoughts. I can't decide what oh, to even I start love it. with. All right, well, let's get there. You want me here? You want me to do? I don't even know if I have. You want to do two? Because I don't think I have any. I got. I actually don't have anything. I have. Um, all right, so should I do two? Yeah, then? do yours. Literally, all I have was last night. Zoe saying, "Can someone go downstairs for me?" Because I do not feel like going. It was like, bro, <laughs> amen. Like, what are you doing? What a relatable yeah, feeling. That was though. it. That's all I got. It's funny yeah. to think she's already so tired. Yeah. It's like, also, just so like, who are you? You couldn't even walk two yeah, years ago, get, and now get, you're get ungrateful about it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I've been walking for years. It's not exciting for me anymore. <laughs> it should still be a little fun for you to go yeah, downstairs. Yeah. Why don't you give us two? You got so many. Okay. Double up. So I'll go with a, the dou- short- a double deal. Yeah, double deal, exactly. See? There it is. I'll go with the shorter Rounding one. It out. I'll go with the shorter one first. So I think there's always so much debate about, you know, what's the best type of food? Italian, Mexican, Chinese, you know, I don't think anyone would really say American food. But like of those Burgers, like people yeah, those agree. things, right? So I think whenever I sit there to order things, I always have trouble deciding. But what's so wild to me is for dinner, I there's so many options. But I I don't think you order Chinese for lunch. I, like you, you would order Mexican. You would order, you know, pizza, I mean, I Italian. Have ordered Chinese you'd for order lunch. burgers, but but I think of all the main, you know, order you think out about foods, it less for lunch. Never think about it. I think it's a as, a, as a lunch one. Okay. For me, it's very much a dinner thing. Okay, I, I think it's because you get very tired after you eat it. It's like you know, at least for me, I eat a ton of dumplings. Like right, so in my head, you get very tired. After I get very tired. <laughs> I would, you know, I probably get tired after pasta too. But um, no, yeah, I, I get th- your point. It's you know, I think that's a. I wouldn't say I've definitely had it for lunch, but like you're right. I don't. I think about Chinese a lot more for dinner than for lunch. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think take. it's. I, I think you can get it like, it's like pizza quickly in the food court or sure. those type of things, but I don't think you're ordering 
a large amount of Chinese for okay. lunch. I don't hate it. I'll, I'll okay. co-sign this take. All right. I have two more good ones, but I'll, I will go with. Oh, this is so dramatic. Okay. All right. So me and Kristen hung out. Uh, well, we hung out all the time. But on Friday, uh, <laughs> yeah, I yeah, so. Saturday night we hung out. The draft was over. Like We went out. We got drinks and all those things. I wake up in the morning and I have this on my phone. And I think it's brilliant. Okay. <laughs> so I think the most impactful decision of all time made oh by any human oh God. is that we just accept eyebrows on our, on our face. Wait, wait, I right, think about this, right? Wait, hold on. He, he, all right, think about this. Ready? <laughs> I mean, decision. They're just there. What do you well, mean? but think about this, right? So that we don't shave them off. Women are ex- and look, I, women can wear however they want to wear their. But it, it is expected that women remove their facial hair, right? They don't grow it as much, but also like it's not socially acceptable. It used it, sh- it didn't used to be. At one point, someone made that decision, right? Or guys. At one point, it was decided like guys should shave or not, whatever. Imagine if the first group of humans were just like, uh, you don't really need eyebrows. It's like you, you just shave them off. That's how it's done. We, we'd all be shaving our eyebrows for the rest of our lives. Hold up. You realize the first group of humans weren't shaving anything. They all had beards. I know, but I'm saying, beard. imagine if whenever decisions were made, if the, the group of people then were like, uh, eyebrows. There's nothing. So you mean because we shave we shave hair. other. We shave every other, every other part of our body that has hair. There is some, tor- some type of social norm or some type of social but Not bar. your eyelashes. I don't know if I consider those hair, but what do you for, mean they're hair? Well, what I'm saying, but also girls do put on fake eyelashes, so sure. those are altered in some way too. And girls do their eyebrows. Girls definitely do their eyebrows. Yes, but but like no one, like it never, no one shaves their eyebrows off. It's the one piece of hair we just keep there. But if a long time ago everyone's like, you know what, it's going to become the cool thing to just shave your eyebrows off, there's a real chance we would be shaving our eyebrows. It, what what purpose do they serve? We shave <laughs> we shave our facial hair. We cut our hair. Right? So if at one point someone decided, whenever original <laughs> hair decisions were made, that eyebrows are pointless, we would not have eyebrows. That's how it would be, because it would be the norm. Yeah. Well, they grow back so quick. It would be like a- So yeah. does facial hair. Yeah. Not I, mine, but- I, So- <laughs> I'm saying, think about it. We, I, I, the, we okay. have it, and it serves no purpose. We, yeah. we completely like take care of our facial hair, acceptable, not acceptable, cool ways, we uncool ways. eyebrows. People pluck their eyebrows all the time. But, but no one ever just shaves them off. I know. I know. It's a really weird one. I get what you're going for. You see I what get, I'm saying? I, 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 I think so. I see what you're saying, but it's also like, I mean, how did you get here? It's really, like, I'm telling it, you, I woke up and it was in my phone. Oh God. <laughs> so there we go. I mean, and there's like, actually another level to it, but I'm, I'm not going to say it on the pod, <laughs> but, but think about it. It's the one piece of, I love how you led this with. It was the most important decision in human history. The decision to keep eyebrows impacts every (laughs) single human on the planet. What what other decisions would you say impacts? There might be some that also do it. I'm sure there's tons, but this one impacts everybody. If it became socially acceptable at one point to not have eyebrows, none of us would have eyebrows anymore. But, but because we don't care, we just keep them there. (laughs) Sure. It's true. Think of all the norms we have about hair on our body. The eyebrows are the only one we don't have a social norm about. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> There's no eyelashes. I told you another one, but you don't, they're you're not doing, eyebrows for what it's it. worth. But yeah, yeah. No, I know. I'm saying your eyelashes. There's no social norms about that. Well, but girls do wear girls fake eyes. Pluck your eyebrows. I pluck my eyebrows in between here. Emily plucks that spot right there because I got a unibrow. 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 I pluck this. I pluck this once a month. So unibrow actually backs my point up that if we all decided that unibrows were okay, no one would have to worry about unibrows. And I'm again, people should wear hair however they want. But ultimately, if people decided 
that you shouldn't have eyebrows like 400 years ago, none of us would have eyebrows. <laughs> it's true. Okay. A social norm was decided that eyebrows, they don't serve a purpose. I'm very intrigued I, I'm to see the, the audience response to this one. Please let us know what you think of the eyebrow People are going to either thought. love it or Is it deep it. or is it? Well, they don't serve a purpose. <laughs> Do they? I mean, I if someone know, wants to tell me a purpose of an eyebrow, maybe. it'd be interesting to hear it. I mean, shading so, your eyes? So so they're purely co- cosmetic, maybe. right? What, what, what other cosmetic Here. thing do we have oh, that... Yeah, look it up. There's, there's stuff. There's stuff. Uh, I don't know. Um, I think every other every other cosmetic decision has like some type of norm, but I feel like with eyebrows, we're just like, yeah, they're just there. Eyebrows serve a... Okay, here we go. I'm, the first and I'm most obvious a lot function of is to keep this. our eyes clear of liquid, such as sweat or rain. Makes sense, of course. Mm, uh, sweat, I can see. It just, I'm telling you. What I it know, is. all right. Uh, evolutionarily speaking. Okay. The brow's arch shape diverts liquid around the eyes and to the sides of our face, keeping any water or salty sweat out of our eyes. Let's see what else does. I have to go to the article. That was just amazing. Um, eyebrows also serve an important social function. Here we go. Helping, helping us express ourselves as people. We can tell if people are surprised, sad, angry. But there's happy. no way people in like King Arthur's time were thinking this. They, they were mm. making all types of decisions just based off, you know, how they thought things looked. Like if Basically, it, if, all to keep stuff out of your eyes, like eyelashes or to keep sand and debris out. Like think so about this. For, for, think about this, right? What if King Arthur woke up one day and said, I'm going to shave my eyebrows off? And it became like, King oh, Arthur? it's the- Whoever. Some, whoever, like someone a, real? Well, someone- <laughs> Okay, whatever. King Henry. I don't know. I'm sure they're- Whatever. I'm talking about a king from way back in the day. There might have been an Arthur yeah. at one point. If, if, if one king back in the day decided to shave his eyebrows, it's like on Seinfeld where they decided to start cutting their- uh, their candy with uh, a and, and it became the classy thing to do. Uh, if at one point five hundred years ago someone was like, "I'm going to shave my eyebrows off," there's a real chance that today we would be it would be you know poor class to have eyebrows. I'm going to end this conversation. Okay, that's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> I have three different versions of that take. I so. also love that you just woke up and it was there. It's like yeah, the, the it take was in my go birds. The immaculate take. It was. I'm happy I wrote it down. Me too. Yeah, me too. I all think right. it's a good everyone responded to it. I need to know what you think. Uh, we'll be back later in the week. Bet Parks Pod, yeah. more other stuff, obviously, is, you know, everything's coming up Eagles, buddy. <laughs> oh, schedule next week, too. May 11th. Yeah, the schedule next week, we'll that'll be fun. We'll do our win-loss of my right. mock schedule. This is so. great. Yeah, it was fun. Keep your eyebrows tight. All right, buddy. <laughs> Might have to be the, the pod. <laughs> He's Elliot. I'm James.